So we are here with good friend Corey, friend of the show, been on many, many times in the past. Um, not so much this year. Um, I don't no, know. I don't think I was on at all this year. I know. That's weird. <laughs> it is weird. It was a busy year. I, yeah, it was a very busy year. Like with you moving and Dylan moving and just like, yeah, I think it's probably really what led to that. But how you been? I've been good. Yeah, yeah. I moved across the country. Um I'm, I I don't know if we ever did this on video before, but it's nice to see you have a microphone now. I don't know if you had a microphone last time we did this. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one the entire time, but oh, yeah. Okay, all right. It seemed newly professional. <laughs> it's just on a stand now. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Instead of dangling from a string from your ceiling. You have you seen the one that we, we, when we did them at Fest. It was like the little one that could pick up the whole room. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk about uh, my favorite records of the year, though. Yeah, yeah. We um we talk every day, so this is, this is weird to be like, well, hello, audience. Here is my friendship on <laughs> on podcast form, but um yeah, we talk every day, and over the, over time, I've been like kind of sharing my yearly collection music collection process of like how i discover new music and listen to it throughout the week and uh it's kind of a is it complicated was it complicated to explain to you your 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 method is complicated yes is it oh, okay yes i think your method is good because your method involves rating and ranking am i right oh, yeah, yeah 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 um i i decided to take a little bit of 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 influence from you this year and track my own listening of new releases and i mean we talked at the beginning of the year of, of, of sharing our lists at the end to kind of see where there's some overlap and see where the departures are and i'm still excited to do that with you there's still yeah. a little bit of time there's still some new releases probably to come in the last two weeks of december yeah uh, one came out today that i'm like really you had to put one out today yeah <laughs> what, what was it uh that trico record uh, the japanese like math rock emo band Okay, I, I listened to uh, Worst Party Ever on the drive-in this morning. Kind of like I don't know where they're from, but it had like a cool Midwest emo sound. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how little or how much we like we listen to the same stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how much longer yours is than mine because <laughs> <laughs> mine mine felt at times like complete overwhelm, but I still did it. Um and and so. I don't know. Do you, have, you, have you shared with your audience before how you do it? So basically what I do is I keep track of every new release from the year that I listen to. So that's usually I consider like albums and EPs as my primary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, we've talked about this, too. Like, I don't really do splits and I don't really do like singles or anything like that. Because mm -hmm. you'll like send me stuff and I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's not going on the list, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two songs it doesn't make it um, um i i included splits on my list i i barely listened to any splits i don't think yeah, but this because this only came up in the last couple of weeks when we were talking about it um and i i didn't really i don't think i considered singles either i think i i, I stuck to eps and full lengths yeah yeah so like throughout the year i'll i'll keep a a list of the stuff that's coming up which that's the thing that you introduced to my tracking is because before mm -hmm. i was just like when i find it when it's new then it goes on a list to be listened to so now i've got my to listen to list yeah. my upcoming list and my already listened list 
and then like I have a ranking too. To, like, <laughs> play with all your. Yeah. That's the main way I do it. So I I definitely could not handle the administrative task of <laughs> of ranking throughout the year. Um, so as with other years I've been on for for this portion of your show, um, there there is no um real methodology to this. It's just kind of going back over the list and, and thinking about what, what resonated with me this year. Um, and and so I'm sure if you asked me to do this uh, next week, the, the list would have some some modifications. It would be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but basically what I did was, uh, yeah, you know, I, I took some influence from you and I, I wanted to see what it would be like to actually track my my listening habits and, and, and track new releases. And so I broke it down into a couple of main sections that what I had listened to just sort of on, ongoing um, uh, a, a to listen to pile uh, or, or list, which sort of mapped out what was coming up in the weeks ahead. And then I, I had a kind of unknown, um, you know, bands that I, I figured were putting stuff out uh, this year, bands that I'd heard might be putting stuff out this year. Maybe they had a, a TBA release date attached. Um, and then I just kind of worked my way through that. And then I also had um, uh, like a, a, a places to check for new music yeah. um, system. So I would I would go through my you know the new releases on on Spotify based on what I had previously listened to. Uh, I, I got in the habit of checking Bandcamp every Friday and, and checking out the new and notable and 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 mostly using it to find new punk because um, I, I don't find Spotify great for for finding out about new punk releases um and a lot of the websites that i may have used in the past have have sort of fallen by the wayside to find mm-hmm. out punk um so i found that really helpful and then i just kind of created a a, a list of of sites that that review or or promote new music and uh yeah we just check them regularly um that was kind of my process and and then as far as as, as thinking about what what mattered to me and what music was important to me. Um, the only real way I had to track this was um, by bolding the the albums that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was it. And then just going through to make this list involved looking at what was bolded and what I still feel des- <laughs> is deserving of being bolded. And then <laughs> about uh, yeah, what was important of those. Uh, so the year's not over. Yeah. But as of now, uh, what are we at? December seventeenth. I have listened to 438 uh, new albums or EPs from 2021. Well, now I got to look at my number because I just I'm very curious. Mine's not much more, I don't think. Let's see if I can get the uh, the count. I got to do the I got to highlight the whole document and then hit number. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's funny because like every I'd say every Friday morning it's kind of turned into just us both being like how's your list how's your list this week and uh, which is fun because you've definitely sent things my way that I would not have found sometimes yeah. I'm like I, I've like even asked you. you I've been like where'd you find this because I can't find stuff like this and <laughs> I've got okay five sixty six nice yeah okay that's pretty good yeah we're yeah. closer so- than yeah. Mine, yeah, that is closer than expected. Mine work, mine works out to uh, about eight and a half albums, eight and a half new releases a week, which that's pretty good. I mean, that's a that's a that's a yeah. committed amount of time to yeah. put into discovering and, and listening to new music. Um, I also kind of had this, you know, there's there's this list and and they they 
the subsection of my list, they tend to be uh, either overly long rap albums or overly long jazz albums that have just sort of fallen by the wayside that I'm going to use these next two weeks where there probably won't be very many new releases to to make sure I I get those on the to listened list um, or the listened to list. Uh, yeah, because just sometimes uh, in a busy week, I, I just I don't have an hour and a half to listen to a new jazz album because I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm giving it the attention that it deserves if i if i decided to put it on a list then that's that's for me at least a commitment to to see it through um and you know i have a little bit of a, a thinking process behind what actually makes it to the list um you know i have to i have to check it out first i have to check out a single or 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 you know read read something about it that kind of piques my interest um and then i i, I try really hard once it's made it to the list to, to stick to that, that, that I don't take it off. Uh, even if I really dislike it, which, which happened a few times, there were definitely a couple of, <laughs> of instances. <laughs> I remember, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to name any, any particular albums, but I remember you really liked one particular album earlier this year. I'll tell you off mic if you don't remember. Uh, and I just, I, I went on a walk to listen to it and I just hated the whole thing. And I remember just texting you through the walk. This is so bad. This song sucks. What's, what's with these lyrics? <laughs> But because I remember it, that because it had made it to the list, it uh, I stuck it out. I feel like I've like told, I've you, told multiple you multiple times this year. I was like, like take it off the list. The list. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to finish it. No, once it's on the list, it's on the list. <laughs> so from this list of of 438 and counting, um, I I was happy to see how much was in bold, like how much that I actually enjoyed this year. Um, I, there, there is, I think, a sense of overwhelm, and I, I don't know if I necessarily listened to any more music than I do in a normal year. I, probably a little bit, um, at least in terms of finding new bands and, and, and new things to get excited about. Um, but the amount of music that I've listened to, like the actual actual human hours, probably didn't change much. Um, but the act of documenting it was at times frustrating. Uh I, I I still don't know if I'm going to continue it. I've already kind of started mapping out releases that come out in the first couple of months in 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 2022. So it sort of looks like I'm going to continue with it. Um, but it was really helpful to to see what resonated with me this year. And uh, it was really tough to to break it down into a list. So maybe we can just start talking about the the music I liked this year. Yeah. Um, I, I had a plan that, that didn't work out. I told you I was going to do something fun. Um, it didn't actually work out. I've I've been reading, uh, I, I kind of jump in and out of this book called The Hundreds by Lauren Berlant and Kathleen Stewart, which is uh, kind of an academic text where they, they put constraints around their writing and they write in, um, in, in multiples of 100 words. Um, so sometimes a piece is longer and it's a bunch of paragraphs that are each 100 words in length. Sometimes it's a piece that's just 100 words in length. So my original thinking was I was going to do 21 words a piece about my 21 favorite albums from 2021. <laughs> um, but I am I am not a music journalist <laughs> in any sense of the word. And I couldn't I couldn't work within those constraints in the amount of time that I had to, to dedicate to this this week. So then last night I thought, well, I could probably do five words a piece about my 21 favorite albums from 2021, but then that didn't even work. I, I got five words a piece for I think five or six albums. And then I just, I just lost the will to continue. And <laughs> so 
what I have landed on is um, in the interest of time, I'm just going to go through my list. And then uh, I thought maybe we could do, uh, you know, we can certainly have a conversation if you have anything to share in between. Um, but I thought maybe we could we could do like one you agree with, one you disagree with, and one you want to know more about. Maybe there's something on the list that you oh. you haven't heard or haven't thought about or, or want to know more about why I liked it. Um, how does that sound? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so how, how would you want to lead this off? Um, I think I'm actually going to work backwards. I sent you my list already. Um, yeah. and, I, and I didn't really, I didn't really rank these, but looking at it backwards, uh, I kind of thought, oh, maybe actually this does work as a sort of countdown. I don't want to, I don't want to place necessarily anyone over the other, but yeah, there were some, some albums that I think I spent a lot more time with this year and that, that, if I had to say you know, this was my this was my top five of the year, then what's on the list one through five is probably pretty close, even though one of them is pretty new to the list. Um, so I'm going to work backwards, and then okay, okay. so I'll get through this list with 21, and then we can talk. Um, you want to just like list them, and then we'll yeah, let's do it. I'm just going to list them, and okay? Because because otherwise I can just I can just go on and on, and then we're going to be at 10, and I'm going to still have another hour to go. <laughs> All right, uh, I I feel like I need the. Uh, the David Letterman drum roll uh, for number 21 is uh, Tiger's Jaw. I won't care how you remember me. And then Anika Piles, Wild River, uh, Canal Irial's self-titled album, Pit Blom, Welcome Break, Cheek Face, Emphatically No, Turnstile, Glow On, Cindy, One Two, Yasmin Williams, Urban Driftwood, Massage, Still Life, Needles Pins, self-titled album, Remember Sports, Like a Stone, Rashika Sayar, Fragments, Cassandra Jenkins, an overview on phenomenal nature, Black Country, New Road for the first time. I feel like I'm reading a list of nominees or something. <laughs> <laughs> and the Academy Award goes to yeah, the, the top seven nominees. Now, uh, Sun June, Somewhere, uh, Landy Hecht's Going to Hell, Old Saw's Country Tropics, Julian Baker's Little Oblivions, Katie Kirby and Cool Dry Place, Sincere Engineer, Bless My Psyche, and lastly, Sydney Sprague, maybe I will see you at the end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at this list, uh, let's see how many of them would make my top 200. Um, <laughs> top 200. <laughs> um, maybe six. That, 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 that's that's tricky. Top 200 is tricky because if you're saying you listen to like 500 albums a year. Yeah. Two thirds of those. Are, are worth being on a list wait no two, yeah. not two-thirds two-fifths <laughs> two-fifths of those <laughs> yeah I guess it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be one-third because it's not it doesn't break down into that but yeah yeah um i think so i i think uh i guess my approach to music listening is more of everyone deserves to be it sounds really weird if I say everyone deserves to be on a list. That makes it sound like <laughs> the government is watching or something. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like there is so much good music in the world that everything that, you know, time and effort went into making these records. So I feel like they deserve to be put on some kind of like recognition. And that being said, I know like I'm just a humble bod podcaster. You know, I'm not <laughs> anybody who's got like a big you know r platform for this type of thing so it's just not really like who cares what i really think but <clears throat> yeah i think that the tricky thing for me there 
would be, and maybe this is the limitation of my my bold and not bold in my my notes app approach to how I track these. Uh, that there's just a bunch of stuff that in the moment I thought was was worthy of being bolded. I, I must have liked it, but there's a ton on this list that I don't remember. Yeah, because I, I I can't remember 440 albums what they all sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my... especially because the, the, the one one of the points of this exercise for me, not just this year, but but year over year, how I think about music is I want to find new bands to get excited about. I want to learn about what new bands are making new and interesting sounds. And, um, you know, it can be tough, though, I think, to to remember <laughs> what what mattered and how it mattered and why it mattered. And so that that's maybe a limitation with how I tracked. And, and maybe that's a. a an important part of your ranking system because you kind of i don't know maybe you maybe you have a little bit more memory of the sound at that point or well there's certainly been points in the year where i was like going through the list and i'm like i have no memory of what this is it's on the top 200 it's very <laughs> similar to your bolded list i feel like instead of just bolding the ones i like i just throw them in a number list and okay. then like <laughs> and then i pare that list down as it goes but there are it is very much like Who's to say what a 175 record is compared to a 190 record? Like, yeah, it's really based on the moment and whenever I'm thinking about it. But I've definitely done that, too, where I was just like, who is this? I don't remember who this is. Sometimes just looking at the album art is enough to like trigger that memory of like, OK, I remember this now. Mm-hmm. But then there have been other times where I'm like, what's that? Is, is that a screamo band from Mexico or was that a post-punk band from Europe? I like that kind of <laughs> that thing. Yeah, and it's fun to go back and and kind of jump to the middle of the list, and maybe there's some some albums on mine that I I highlighted as being something I wanted to return to, but for whatever reason didn't return to it. And so it, it is sometimes fun to jump back in and and, and check something out again. Um, but as far as you know, the albums that that really stood out to me this year, this this 21, and I, I could have yeah. made it 25, I could have made it 30, probably could have made it 40, but uh, just to just to have some fun with it, I, I kept it to 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one you agree with? Let's talk about one. One I agree with. Okay. Um, let's go with. I'll start at the top. Uh, one that I definitely agree with is uh, "Sincere Engineers." Bless my psyche.
currently is resting at number one. On it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And and I, I, I loved it when it came out. And and then this is maybe another limitation of this this way of tracking is that because it's always very much in the moment, like every Friday, that's typically when when albums are released, you're always jumping to something new. Um, and so it can be hard to kind of remember to go back and, and, and revisit things that, that are worthy of being revisited. Um, and so it's only been maybe in the last month that I, I kept returning to Bless My Psyche. And, um, you know, I had this thought when it first came out that, like, whoa, this is a real uh, this is a real leap for them in, in, in songwriting. I, I loved Rumbithian. Um, I thought it had some, you know, I, I don't think they'll ever write a stronger song than Corndog. Um, it's just incredible. It still gets me so excited every time I hear it. But the album kind of dips in points um, in a way that, that Bless My Psyche doesn't. Bless My Psyche is just incredible from start to finish. Um, I disagree, disagree that Rambithian uh, dips um, because we just re-listened to it for the show. Yeah. And um, on re-listing, I was, there's only one dip in the record for me, really. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one the the Evan Weiss from Into It Over It like co-wrote, because hmm. um, it's like oh straight up regular emo song in the middle of this really fun punk record. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, my initial reaction to this record was eh, that sophomore slump is hit again. But then in maybe October, since I've gone back to school, I've been spending a lot more time in the car driving hmm. to school every day. So, like, I've been throwing on records a little bit more frequently from the new release list. And in October, I was like, I feel like I didn't give this a fair shake. So then I, like, listened to it again, and I was like, I did not give this a fair shake. This record is amazing. I wound up, <laughs> we've talked before about, like, the way you and I listen to music are very different. Um, You know, sometimes you'll, like, listen to a song on repeat. Yeah. And I'm very much a no, we can't do that. Uh, <laughs> except on this record, I got to the song coming in last, and I listened to it four times in a row. <laughs> yeah, so that, like not not about about this record in particular, but that was me with with December off off Landy Hecht's Going to Hell. I would I would just listen to it over and over again. That chorus just kills me every time. It's so good. Yeah, and it was the chorus to this song, too, that I was just like, that's the part I'm hooked on when it comes yeah. around every time. Yeah, and so then, like, it became as, like, this record's really good, and I just did Either, like, maybe I wasn't in the right mood, this, you know, the very first time I listened to the album, and that's why it kind of, like, I was like, oh, okay, it's a good record, I don't love it. And then hmm. revisiting it, where I was kind of captive, maybe. Maybe there was something else that day, too, that, like, immediately jumped off at me more than this record and maybe because i'd heard a bunch of the songs i don't know it's it's weird what how like time of day mood how hungry you are you know, like all of that can like play a factor into like how much you enjoy a record yeah am, am i wrong am i i mean i might be misremembering this but it felt like they they released half the album as a single before yeah. the actual album came out and uh, i know you don't tend to listen to more than one or two singles beforehand um but I, I do. I listen to them all. And yeah, I liked them. I, I thought they were good. I was I was anticipating the album, but none of them grabbed me as standalone songs until I heard them in the context of the full album. Just the, the pacing of the album is, is brilliant. Um, yeah, really love everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
okay. What what else do you want me to? Uh, what about one you one you disagree with? Maybe I have one that I think you disagree with that I'm surprised that you disagree with it. But but I want to know what you think first. Hmm. Let's see. Looking at the list, I I don't see anything that I was like absolutely not. You know, like there's people on here or artists on here that I'm not a particular fan of just because they just they just don't you know sure. speak speak to me specifically. Anyway, yeah. it's fine. And it, it's no uh, commentary on like them as musicians or artists. So um, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Um, but listening to it, I get it. So uh, well, okay, uh, Sydney Sprague's "Maybe I Will See You at the End of the World" is that the one you were thinking of? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. I can't believe you don't love it as much as I do. I listened to it and like I went and looked at my rating for it mm-hmm. and I gave it like a 3.75 out okay. of 5 so that's on the higher end it is on the higher end um it just like didn't like make that cross into my top 200 threshold there which there are a lot of those records too where it's like it's good I'm enjoying it yeah it doesn't speak to me or like it just doesn't like get over that sec that next or get into that next gear for me personally mm-hmm and you were like, it's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you had to if 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 I was in some kind of a situation where uh, someone would would throw me off the top of a mountain if I didn't say what my favorite album of the year was, I would I would say Sydney Sprague. Maybe I will see you at the end of the world. Um, and so I'm wondering then, maybe it was a, a timing thing, as you're saying with Since Your Engineer. Have you have you revisited it? Only to sample some clips of it. For this episode, I haven't revisited the whole thing. All right. For, uh... um, I mean, I know you're listening. Time is limited, but but I would encourage you to revisit it, especially those those first five songs are just unbeatable. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what it was in, in particular that that really drew me into this this album. Um, I I she was interviewed on Hanif Abdurraqib's podcast, Object of Sound, and I really liked the way. Um, that they spoke together about about the album, um, you know. I know that that perhaps differently so than than the U.S. Up here, we were in in various states of lockdown throughout 2021 still. Yeah. And so um, she would often do these Twitch streams where she would take covers requests, and so it just kind of became a little part of my my week as well that I would you know get to tune out and and 
hang out on Twitch for an hour while she played some songs with a bunch of other people who liked to hear her play some songs. Um, but but even more basic than that, I just I just really loved the album. I went back to it all the time. I I, I doubt there was a week where I didn't listen to it in full this year. Wow. Yeah, it stood out for me that much. I can't say that about like any records on my list of the year, like uh, that I would revisit it that frequently. I mean, there's stuff that got more play mainly because of when it came out in the year. It was earlier in the year, so it'll it'll get more rotations based on that alone. But yeah, I don't think I have anything where I'm like, well, now it's time to listen to this record, you know. <laughs> yeah, and again, maybe maybe it's just um, maybe it's just because of what was still happening up here. But I'm I'm just realizing it now. Probably half this list came out in the first four or five months of the year. Yeah, that I think a lot of my top stuff is like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like the first half of the year is like a majority of my top twenty, maybe. Because then sometimes something new will come on, come out, and I'll be like, "That's going in the top 30. And then like a week later, it's like back down. Like I've I've readjusted it. Yeah. It's like, nah, it's not a top 30 record anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do any revisiting like that. I wait till the end. <laughs> so I don't know if I've explained my new ranking system that I decided on like two thirds of the way through the year before I just had a full 200 that I was constantly like moving it based on when I'd listened to it. So like I, I would reevaluate its ranking based on when I re-listened. And it got to the point where I was just like, what does this even mean? Like, what is a 150 versus 175? You know, like. It's, it's going to fluctuate, move around so much. So then I came up with a new way of, it sounds like, I, I explained it to Dylan and he was like, that sounds way too complicated. And I told him, I was like, yeah, but it like, it itched a part of my brain whenever I discovered it that like I didn't know was there. So what I do is now I take every artist in the first letter of the band or the, um, even the artists, I don't do typical artists alphabetizing on these lists like i don't i don't well i don't go sprague sydney you know because right. a lot of times i never know what's actually a person's name and what's just a band name because a lot of times <laughs> it's not you think it's a person it's not okay it's, so what i did was i just took the first letter and i i use like here's all the bands that start with a here's all the bands that start with b and go through the full alphabet and then rank them within their letter and so to compile my final end of the year list i was like top 10 to 15 of each letter throw that into my big 200 yeah that's more than 200 so then like trim stuff away until i get enough to justify that (laughs) so instead of (laughs) instead of one big that makes even less sense than just bolding things (laughs) yeah bolding probably is the easiest way but i found it easier to rank something within like Oh, there's only 25 letter albums in this letter. I can rank within 25 easier than I can go 200. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess any any way you need to you need to 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 break it down. In um in education we would call that a chunking strategy. Yeah. I definitely. It's like now I'm just managing 26 tiny lists instead of one big 200 <laughs> list. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if it works. It. It satisfied whatever that feeling was in my brain that was like, maybe it's just that part of me that wants to compartmentalize everything, but. Totally. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's my that's rubric it. for deciding the year. Yeah. All right. Well, I think you should revisit Sydney Sprague. And if you still feel the same way, then that's fine. I, I can't 
do anything to convince you. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just I feel the need to to tell as many people as I can about how how perfect this album is. You want to know what my ranking it was in the letter S's? <laughs> sure. Let's see. Because uh, I was curious myself. This one isn't as like tightly controlled because I have now shifted it to the. Um, S has got to be a long list too. S is a long list. It's like 75 records on S's. Yeah. I've got it at 67. <laughs> well, so you're uh, this. I'm sorry. It's not I have not revisited the record, so I, I'll revisit it. It'll probably, I'll probably be mad in a week, and I'll be like, now I got to reorganize the whole list. <laughs> um, okay, what about one you want to know more about? Because I'm sure our lists do diverge in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, looking at your list, I was like, these are Corey records. <laughs> <laughs> do you know which ones i think are Corey records yeah let's do it uh katie kirby yeah julian, record. julian baker yeah um cassandra jenkins those are the big ones i'm go i go yep cory has got uh like a specific sound that he really likes and they're not exactly the same sounding bands of course or singers but right they're in a lane i think um let's see what is one i want to know more about because i've got some that i definitely agree with the one that keeps jumping out to me, I'm surprised to see Tiger's Jaw on your list. history with with tiger's jaw than i do um i really like the first record uh, i think it's probably probably not my favorite though in their in their catalog um yeah I, I i like it it's fine i go back to it every now and then um i didn't really was there two albums then after that uh that i didn't really listen to much uh like charmer um didn't really care for spin I can't even. I don't, see. I don't even know enough about their discography uh, to <laughs> to really think about where uh, and why I like. I like. Uh, I won't care how you remember me. It's it's not really. There's not really much to it other than I just thought the songs were really good. I remember listening to it when it came out and thinking, yeah, they were pretty good songs. I think they've improved. So like, there's like yeah, the two eras of the band. There's the 
the early incarnation. Well, there's actually probably technically like three eras of the band, but nobody really pays attention to like the very, very early like acoustic stuff. Right. But there's the self-titled and the like two worlds, balance and composure split, spirit desire era. Was there a sidekick split as well? I think so. Yeah. 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 There's one of those two. Yeah. There's like that, that early era of the band where it was like, they were like a five or six piece band. Like they're a pretty big band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Adam and then like two or three of the other members of the band all left. Yeah. And so then it, when it was like at the time, it was like said that okay, we'll do one more Tiger's Jaw record. It'll just be uh, Brianna and I don't remember the Ben. Ben, that's right. Yeah. It was basically just going to be their project, and they were going to be finished. I think that was the original like thing they said, but then they just continued, which whatever you know. I guess the weirdness comes when you keep the name, but there is a continuity there, so I don't I don't really get too hung up on that. Um, I think they've gotten better as them being the main you know driving force of the group instead of i prefer the earlier material with when it's with the bigger band yeah but but i do think that they have gotten better over time as this new incarnation so at this point they probably put out more full lengths as this version of the band than the earlier one and we and i didn't follow adam over to wicca phase springs eternal you know like <laughs> no i didn't i didn't really either but yeah i like i remember listening to it and going hey it's pretty good but not enough to really come back to it much this year. Yeah, I think uh, just looking at at where it came out, I think it came out in in March or April, maybe in my head. I don't exactly remember, uh, but it was definitely in the earlier part of the year. Which <laughs> maybe that's why I made the list. I just I just listened to it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about that old Saul record. To me, thinking <laughs> that I probably wouldn't like it, right? Yeah, I just I, I wanted to share it because it I I found it immediately affecting, and I just wanted people to hear about it. And so yeah, I sent it to you. I sent it to a couple other people, um, and you know, not really thinking anybody else 
would like it. And in fact, a couple other people I shared with didn't really like it. Uh, but I, I was surprised that you liked it. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those things that I, I found on Bandcamp and and just felt like I had to share whether people liked it or not. That's okay. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's. I think it's kind of what I wish Godspeed You Black Emperor sounded like. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like just like those kind of droney, long form compositions. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think most of the songs are in the 10 minute range. There's only four songs on it. Uh, yeah, just a really beautiful piece of music. So, like, I guess on the surface, I can understand why you would think that I wouldn't like it because it's very long songs. It's instrumental music. And you and you say things like Corey music. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't I wouldn't have picked for Corey music, though. <laughs> um, but it sounds sad, though. So it, that's why it's Corey music. It just sounds sad. Oh. It sounds mourning, is that what it is? mournful. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, it, to me, it feels a little bit more atmospheric necessarily like sad but um so i have there is a, an era of my life where i was very much listening to atmospheric like instrumental like post rock and hardcore post metal type stuff yeah and i think i just burned out that like patience i have for long songs um right. i've that's come back a little bit over time um like i i am now more interested in longer material than i used to be when you sent it to me initially i was like oh i I, I just sampled a little bit of it because I was like, this is not um, doing stuff music as far as like running errands music, you know, <laughs> that would put me like in slow motion if I was listening to it while trying to grocery shop. <laughs> but I was like, OK, I'll save it for like study or work like schoolwork time because it's instrumental. So it'll work, you know, not be distracting lyrically. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I liked the little bit I sampled and then I listened to the record and I really, really enjoyed it. Um it's a record that like I I don't have much in the way of like it's not one I'm gonna throw on a lot just because it takes a very specific mindset for me to enjoy it. But I could see it being one that like I it's like it's my chill beat study music album going forward. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I put it on while I was cooking a couple nights ago, and yeah. my son asked why it sounded like the Wild West in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> which i mean that's okay he's, he's trying to find his own language to describe music <laughs> he said it sounded like cowboy music uh which i, I guess the not wrong the, the, the banjo and the the pedal steel or the lap steel mm-hmm. uh could be, could be cowboy music but it's like it's like sad cowboy music i guess <laughs> so, so Bill and i actually talked about this record too on one of our patreon episodes because he brought it up and said so Corey told me you liked this record, and I was surprised by it. <laughs> and I was like, "Why do? You, what does everybody think I'm not going to like anything like this?" But <laughs> okay, so I've got another question for you then about something else on my list. Um, mm-hmm. You like that? I, I don't remember if I sent this to you, but did you listen to that Rashika Sayar album, Fragments? When I was going through the list, I, I, you know, I pulled all these records up on Spotify. Yeah. So that I had a frame of reference for everything. And when I pulled that one up, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. He sent this to me. And I remember I listened to it then when you sent it. But for whatever reason, I didn't log it on my list. Yeah. So, like, I just for, forgot completely about it. I did listen to it when you sent it to me. Yeah. And I and I liked it then, too. I think it was another one of those ones where you, like, preemptively were like, I don't know if you'll like this, but try it out. So I think, I think the reason I, I would have sent that to you at that point is because um, – it's another instrumental record, mm-hmm. uh, but one that 
it's and and I think I don't know much about Fushika Sire, but I think from what little I know, she's kind of an ambient experimental musician. And but what what where there was some kind of crossover appeal to this record is that everyone realized that it kind of sounded like a little bit like the musical side of American football. <laughs> so it was like this experimental ambient instrumental album that also kind of sounded like the the twinkly parts of American football. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably like American football more if they were just an instrumental band. But <laughs> yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Yeah, that was one that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that record. I don't know why I didn't log it. I must have been doing something. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the rest of the list. Maybe um, maybe we can just talk about one of the punk albums for a second. Um, yeah. Because I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's important. Um, that Canal Real record. Surrender guy has ever been involved in from Crudos to Limprist um, and and now Canal Real and I just think it's important that we have uh, people in punk rock who can show us what it means to to age with grace and and love and rage and uh, not become old and boring. So I love this record too. You send this one to me too. And I was like, what is it? And so I, I sampled it and it was like, oh, I, this is going on the list for sure. And uh, that's probably in my top 10 of the year as well. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> his, his voice, it just never gets old for me. Um, and yeah, I just I find him really inspirational. Uh, I think that what he has done as a, a documentarian of of punk over the last I don't know, 30 years, however long he's been active, um, has been a, a, a model to aspire to. And his importance, too, from, like, Los Crudos are super important for being, like, you know, a Latinx band in punk and hardcore. Yeah. Like Wrist are super important for being, like, you know, a queer band in punk and hardcore. So it's, like, it's rare to have a figure who's so important in two categories that are, like, I don't know, that and for being known for different things, too. Because I don't know that necessarily someone who's like super into Limp Wrist is also super into Los Crudos. It's possible, of course. But like, I feel like those projects can have their own separate fan bases entirely for different reasons, of course. And this one is just kind of, it's different. I've never figured out what this style of hardcore is. There's like... Yeah, tons- for me, I think for me, I think what I liked about it so much is that it, it doesn't really sound like much else out there. Because it still has you know, like buzzsaw guitars, but mm-hmm. it's also got that kind of like dark punk, post-punk, yeah. shiny guitar over top as well. 
which I've never been able to, because I've heard other hardcore bands that utilize similar guitar work and effects and tones, but like I've never been able to be like, what is that from? The only thing that I, I saw someone's like, it's Killing Joke is like the overall like inspiration for that guitar tone. Okay. And I guess I just don't know my Killing Joke well enough to really know if that's accurate or not. But <laughs> I also do not know my Killing Joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I wanted to end with with uh, given the, the title of your show with <laughs> some discussion of a punk record. Yeah, I mean, looking at your list, there's um, I will probably be including Remember Sports and Needles and Pins in my like very high up on my list. Mm-hmm. I really like the Turnstile record. I really like that Pit Blom record. Um, to give you one I disagree with, I did not enjoy that Cheek Face record. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, it surprised me how much I liked that Cheek Face record because I don't, I don't usually like funny music. Yeah. But this felt like this felt like the kind of funny music where the listener, if if you appreciated the album, that you were kind of in on the joke um and yeah there there are times that i i find myself laughing out loud to that album to some you know to just be a particular line that really strikes me as funny in the moment um you know i think they're definitely indebted to to bands like firehose and the minutemen who are bands that i love which i guess is why i'm surprised that you don't really like that album um i don't hear that at all <laughs> yeah, like funky post-punk sound no i I don't know. It it is the thing that I approach. The thing I don't particularly care for is the vocals, and you know that's my number one deciding factor. On yeah, (laughs) I think even last week you were like ah the way you you dislike lyric or vocals that the but I don't care about lyrics. Dislike vocals, but you don't pay attention to lyrics. Right, right. All right. Well, that was my my list for 2021. I look yeah, forward yeah. to discussing 2022 with you. Yeah, this will be really fun. Um, we have to have you on in 2022 just because it was a it was a glaring omission in 2021 that we didn't get you on. But yeah, we'll do it. We'll find something to talk about. Yeah, there's there's an idea we've been talking about for over a year now that uh, should have we'll, happened by now. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, Dylan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You can follow us on all the social medias at PunkLottoPod or at Patreon.com slash PunkLottoPod PunkLottoPod.substack.com Give us a rating. Give us a review. And we'll see you next week.